All right, what's up, everybody? This last week has brought us Kobe's re uh, retirement ceremony or Laker retirement jersey ceremony. It also brought the the eight seeds a lot more competitive with Utah Jazz and the Pelicans dropping some games and OKC out of nowhere winning a couple. Um, and also, we just saw the Houston Rockets win streak just get snapped by no other than the Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome, everybody. This is another episode of the Dwight Chocolate NBA podcast where we break down the NBA headlines and also offer our opinions and thoughts. Um, quick reaction for this week, John? Uh, it was kind of a quiet week of basketball, I got to say. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, the highlight was probably Kobe Bryant getting his jerseys retired. Uh, that was pretty awesome. Getting uh, 8 and 24 retired. Uh, pretty yeah. touching moment. Would have been nice if the Lakers had won that game. Uh, but Kevin Durant had to play the spoiler for that one. Yeah, that I mean, I will say that game, and I'm probably compared to everybody else's expectations too, was a lot closer. I did not predict an overtime for that game. Man, I really thought the Lakers were going to win. They yeah, always they win against the Warriors once a year at least, right? That's true. That is true. We somehow... We just have like that the wild card there that we pull it out and we use it against the Warriors every year. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So here's a to start things off. Here's one. So this Kobe jersey retirement game is the most watched Laker game since which other game, or which other Laker game? Like in history or like. Um. Yeah. For so basically, this Laker jersey retirement game um was the highest rated Spectrum. For Spectrum, which uh, broadcasts Laker games, it's the second highest rated game. Um, and the highest rated game was just over a year ago, which I'm sure you can. I probably already just gave you a big hint to see which game you can guess it was. Or actually, not oh. last year. Wait, not last year? No, not I was last gonna, year. Sorry. I was going to guess the game seven of the 2010 NBA Finals. No, it's actually uh, Kobe Bryant's last game. The 60-point performance against the Utah Jazz is yeah. the highest-rated uh, Spectrum <laughs> Laker game. And um, But the Jersey retirement ceremony came close to breaking that record. That's pretty um, insane. Yeah, I mean, just, just if you attach Kobe to it, because if you really look at it, none of those two games really had any sort of um, NBA importance to it, you could say. Right, like The yeah. Lakers at that point against Utah were not going to make the playoffs, and right now... I mean, I thought the Lakers were going to get crushed by the Warriors, to be honest. Yeah, it was at home, and the Warriors were missing Steph and Draymond, right? Right, yeah. And Sean Livingston. They were missing a couple guys. I mean, you had Patrick McCall, Omar Caspi, and <laughs> who else? Swaggy Jordan P. Bell starting. Yeah, and Swaggy P playing big minutes because, it, I mean, they were digging deep into that bench. Yeah, but they still were able to have Kevin Durant do enough for them uh, to yeah. get the better of Lonzo. But they put up a good fight. And they did. Yeah, I mean, the Lakers, they snapped the Rockets' winning streak at 14 games uh, tonight. An impressive yeah. win. Yeah, uh, this is despite yeah. a 30-point quarter or 30-point half from James Harden, um, which is crazy considering, like, how James Harden has just been balling and does the same tonight. But... He's no match for Kyle Kuzma, who had a career night as well. Yeah, dude. Kyle Kuzma coming through with the Mamba mentality. Uh, really living up to Kobe's aspirations. Uh, I love watching him play. Yeah. It's just kind of funny that there was the... I mean, a couple teams came close. The Utah Jazz came... Well, some of these teams came close. And by close, I mean 
with like two minutes to go. They were, the game was like a one possession game, but the Rockets just uh, usually just close that gap fairly quickly once those three start going in. But they were never able to find that um, against this young Laker team. Basically ran people off the three-point line. And unfortunately for them, they also lost Chris Paul in the middle of this game. Oh, did they? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, he left with oh. a left ab- abductor strain. What? There's not much information. Another There's abductor strain? <laughs> yeah. Wow, man, everyone's getting this injury these days. Yeah, so there's not much of a, a timeline on that available at this moment. I'm sure by tomorrow we'll, we'll have more information on that. But Chris Paul goes down, Kyle Kuzma shows up, and the Lakers take that W. But, I mean, that's not to discredit the Rockets, who essentially are still the best team in the NBA. So that leads us to question, are the are the Rockets a true contender? Or contender, are they are they a true challenge to the Golden State Warriors? You think, Sean? Ah, uh, man. Before tonight, I wanted to say yes, but watching them lose to the Lakers makes me <laughs> say no. Uh, oh this, wow! This because this team. I mean, sure, Chris Paul was out, but I mean the Lakers were still in quite a good command of this game. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean the Rockets, they're obviously a better team than the Lakers, but they showed them they they have their weaknesses on the defensive end still and the Warriors just, they have more firepower and the Rockets, they're just going to need to keep up with them uh, to win. And they're just a little bit on a lower level than them at this point. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I think there's still a higher chance the Warriors win. Obviously there's no, it's hard to, to debate that, but, I think though the Rockets actually have increased their chances, in my opinion, to beat this team. I think if there's an opportunity for an upset, I think it's there. Um, before I would have said straight up no, but I think if some things go the Rockets' way, they might be able to just steal a series against this Warriors team. And I, the reason being is Clint Capella, um, Abuba Monte. Uh, did I say that correctly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever. Maba. Yeah. It's Maba yeah. instead of whatever. Maba. Boba Munte. Munte. PJ Tucker. I mean, these. this team goes deep. I mean, these guys are defensive stoppers out there. Uh, of course, you can't deny James Harden playing like the best player, one like one of the top players in the NBA. And you got Chris Paul. Hopefully, he's healthy. I mean, the Rockets are bringing some firepower themselves against this Warriors team. Yeah, I, I don't know. So... What I'm thinking right now is like, yeah, sure, they have more depth than the Warriors, and that helps you during the regular season. But how mm-hmm. much does that help you during the postseason? Right. Um. When when you have to face them in the conference finals and they're playing an eight man rotation, if they want to, they they usually don't, but they could. Mm-hmm. Um. How much does that extra depth help you if you have Curry, Durant, Green, and Clay on the court most of the game? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean. Once playoff comes around, it's always true that starters and star players play a lot more minutes than they usually do in the regular season. Um, but I think they're the Rockets are doing a good job right now to to make things interesting, a lot more interesting than we thought they were going to be heading into the summer for this season. Yeah, and, and I mean, also, you got to think, like, is Chris Paul even going to stay healthy? Like, Yeah, that is a big question there. Yeah, how many games has he been able to play, like, eight this season? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he he's won all of them. Or maybe it's close to, like, 13 or 14 games. I don't know. But either way, yeah. it's, like, a significantly, like, below half of the amount of games played this season. Um, if he's not even going to be there in the playoffs, this isn't even, like, a conversation worth having. Uh, they right. they need him if they want any chance. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, without Chris Paul, this maybe they steal one game, but for the most part, uh, the Warriors will walk away with that pretty easily. Chris Paul is definitely a game changer in there. Um, so moving on there with the Chicago Bulls here, man. The Chicago maybe Bulls. they're the title contender to the Warriors. Yeah, man. Miratech, <laughs> Bobby Portis, these fighters, they're literally fighting on the court now, um, <laughs> at least in terms of getting wins. What's going on here? Break, break this down, Sean. The man. Chicago Bulls, where is this second life coming from? I, I really wish I could give you a good explanation of why this is happening. But seven in a row, they just stomp all over the scrub squad magic tonight. Um, Miritich is the only undefeated player left in the league uh, with CP3 uh, having lost tonight. Uh, oh. this, this guy, this guy, he might be in the MVP running at this point. Um, <laughs> he's he's coming off the bench now. He's averaging like a double double over the last few games, and Bobby Portis is putting in good bench minutes. And mm-hmm. they just have Chris Dunn really like stepping up, and just all these guys that are like playing way better than they actually are. Um, yeah. I don't know, and, and they still don't. They Zach Levine is still coming back at some point. Yeah, this season, he'll be so. back, so it'll be interesting to see how he meshes in there. I mean, he he should come back in January probably, so still a little while mm-hmm. until he's back. Only like a few weeks. Uh, yeah. But I didn't realize that Miracic was this good of a player that he could make this big of an impact this immediately. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of people wrote him off. Um, I mean, he just kind of had that European stereotype, I guess. Or he's a good shooter, but uh, outside of that, he's kind of a soft guy on defense. He gets pushed around. He's kind of slow. But Miratek is balling right now. Yeah, uh, and he's and earning his minutes. And Laurie Markinen too. Uh, yeah. He's someone that I wrote off uh, when they drafted. And I'm like, oh, this guy's just a throwaway pick. He's just gonna be the mm-hmm. next Adam Morrison. Um, he's playing a little better than that right now, and. He's in the starting lineup and he's contributing, shooting well. Um, yeah, I, I expected us to not still be talking about this uh, <laughs> since we talked about it last week, but they're still winning and we got to give them credit. Uh, 10 and 20, they're getting themselves back into the playoff picture, you know? I mean, <laughs> what what's the eighth seed in the East really going to get realistically? They'll probably have to win like 35 games. Yeah, I mean, that... That's the thing, yeah. Some of that Eastern Conference was looking really strong just three weeks ago, but a lot of these teams have lost games, um, and now it's kind of reshuffled with the Miami, with the New York Knicks holding that last playoff spot right now at the sixteen and fourteen record. So, I mean, I don't know if I would go as far as to say the Chicago Bulls can steal a playoff spot. Man, but, I I believe in them. But, I mean, there's a handful of teams that can definitely jump frog here. You, the Magic, the Hornets, the Nets. There's only a one-game difference there. And the label, and these, these this handful of teams have now opened up a big gap against the Hawks. So, <laughs> so, so if the Bulls were trying to save themselves from the label of being the worst team in the Eastern Conference, they're definitely well on that path at this point. Yeah, I mean, if you're yeah, if you're going to compare them to the Hawks, they might have already won enough games to <laughs> get, get, not, get uh, second to last. I don't know if the Hawks right. even make it to 10 games at this rate. Oh, yeah. Well, moving on there. So did you did you watch the the retirement, the jersey retirement no, ceremony? No, I with didn't. Kobe I, was, I was in Vegas with my dad. I was nice. at the poker table. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was quite the ceremony. It was uh, very emotional. They they played Kobe Bryant's um, 
retirement poem, a dear basketball. Oh, that's yeah. what it's called. Yeah, yeah, dear basketball, the animated version, an animation, an animated version of that. Um, obviously, you had Shaq, Kareem, Bill Russell, a lot of stars out there. Magic Johnson did his did his thing. Jeannie Buss did her thing. Kobe Bryant with his Mamba out, <laughs> quick little speech. But um, I mean, what 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 are your thoughts on Kobe Bryant getting these two jerseys retired? Are you in agreement with this, or do you think it's just a showboat? It's such a weird situation to me. Uh, one one part of me is like, he is one guy. Like one guy mm-hmm. should never get two jerseys. That's <laughs> like it's like two different players, and then people will be like, "Oh, which Kobe was better, Kobe eight or Kobe 24? I'm like, oh, dude, it's like he just changed his jersey. It's the same dude. <laughs> it's like all this yeah. symbolism that goes with it. Um, but then another part of me is like, if I'm a uh, uh, a potential Laker in the future, and I wear either eight or twenty-four. There, Kobe is associated with both numbers, and I have to yeah. live up to Kobe Bryant's number because he yeah. played evenly in both of them. So he kind of just he kind of just stole both those numbers, you know. Yeah. Um, he really so, did. Yeah, you have to do it, but mm-hmm. it's just it's the it's all weird to me the number change <laughs> thing. Yeah, and I think to understand that you'd have to like almost have watched Kobe Bryant since he first started because that is so it's so him it's so him his personality <laughs> to sort of do things in a in a very I want to say theatrical way kind of theatrical I think, that, I think it's kind of like that's the right word yeah. but it's it's fun I mean at least for Laker fans like myself it's fun it's been a hell of a ride watching him play and and Watching these theatrics, sort of like Kobe Bryant creates these storylines with obviously the help with of his sponsors like Nike and those puppet commercials that he has, as oh, well as man. some of those other stuff that would come out. Those puppet system. commercials were so good. <laughs> yeah, so my reaction to it was like I thought it was awesome to get both those jerseys, and it's so Kobe. Like it's just was not a surprise to me when that was finally announced, and just the whole ceremony was just so him. It was just <laughs> big. You know yeah. what I mean? Just big. Like he's he's that type of he was that type of player where he wanted to take the big shots. He wanted to have the big performances. Sometimes it ended up in in big failures, and he got criticized a lot for it. But it also produced a lot of uh, legendary basketball memories as well. I really like that they put his numbers on both sides of uh, Chick Hearns mm-hmm. that they retired with the with the microphone jersey. I right. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And um, a thought that I always hear from people are like, whoa, are, aren't the Lakers going to run out of numbers? <laughs> Dude, there's still like 90 numbers left for a 15-man <laughs> roster. It will take like a thousand years before the Lakers <laughs> run out of numbers. Yeah, but it is kind of kind of funny when you look sort of like the number of retired jerseys the Lakers have. But That's a lot, um, yeah. Dude, they can yeah. start doing uh, letters. Two letters, <laughs> two letter combos. <laughs> yeah, like one A or like eleven A or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, something like that. <laughs> or they could just do okay. their initials, like it just be KB for Kobe Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on from there, let's go. Let's go back to the top of the Western Conference. The Rockets and the Warriors, um, both both had big winning streaks. Well. No, we already talked about that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we talked about that. Let's go to LeVar Ball because that's always a great segue into everything. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we can never just not talk about LeVar Ball on this podcast. 
as much as we might want to try not to, but this this is big. Yeah, this th- this man he always finds really interesting things to talk about. Like yeah. he sees, never ceases to amaze me. So if you haven't heard, the latest news is that he's planning on starting his own junior basketball association for high school prospects that don't want to go to college, just be one and dones. They can just play in his league instead and then mm-hmm. transition into the pros. Um, he's so yeah. far seeking 80 players to fill 10 teams, so eight man rosters, and they'd get mm-hmm. paid anywhere from three to ten thousand per season, which is Not pretty. Bad. Yeah, I don't know, dude. You can't live off three thousand dollars. You still need to have a side job at McDonald's for right. sure. I mean, it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Um, yeah, it's more than you'd get paid in college, sort of. I mean, you're getting yep. paid, but you also aren't getting full tuition and housing. You know, like right. you would in college. Like I'm sure that all those, all the guys that would be in this league would probably get full mm-hmm. scholarship somewhere and have everything given to them. Right. That that is a good point. Yeah, with three thousand to ten thousand dollars per basketball season, that's not enough to cover even your housing in some places. No. Yeah. So yeah, this would. Yeah, I don't know about this. Uh, he he might be lowballing these these prospects a little bit. He's yeah. gonna have to pay them quite a bit more if anyone's gonna be interested in this at all. Yeah. So what's your big reaction to this? Or I can share mine first because I have yeah. I, I have a strong thought. Yeah. OK. Um, I actually like this idea. I'm not going to okay. lie. I think this is the best LeVar Ball idea I have <laughs> heard from him. <laughs> wow. Yes. I think it's it. I, th- I actually think it's great. I think it's gutsy for him to actually go out and, and put this idea out there. I mean, this there's no denying that the one and done issue has been a problem for the NCAA, the NBA, bat players themselves, um, sponsors, just anybody that has their hands in, in basketball, at least at that high of a level. Um, so there's, oh, like I, I've mentioned before, like the 1% of basketball players or even less than that, you know they're going to be good. Like you know they're NBA-bound players from the time they're like 15 to 16, sometimes <laughs> even a right. little bit slightly younger. So the idea that these guys still have to go to college, get paid, nothing, I think is ridiculous. <laughs> and if, hey, I mean, if LeVar Ball wants to pay them $10,000 and that's what the and that's <laughs> what they can get, I'd say, why not? You know, why shouldn't they be able to go get it? And LeVar Ball is challenging the system, something that nobody's really the NBA has totally failed in trying to get get themselves off their seat and to challenge that model and create an alternative for these kids. And LeVar Ball's doing it. And honestly, yeah. he's saying 3000 to 10000 per season. But if some sponsors, if he can actually convince sponsors to get behind this, um, some other people, I mean, millionaires out there that <laughs> want to try to invest in this, I don't know. Just, I mean, it's, cr- it's a crazy thought. So maybe there's crazy possibilities. Maybe it's possible that these guys end up getting paid more than that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see your point for sure. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I don't have a problem with this idea itself. Yeah. But I think it's the wrong solution to the problem. The problem being the one and done system. Mm-hmm. They just need to get rid of it again. They yeah. just, they need to completely get rid of it. There shouldn't be a G a JBA junior. Yeah. Bat. There shouldn't be that. Like, just if you're going to have them play at a, like, professional level, we'll call it, in Mm -hmm. LeVar Ball's league, just put them in the NBA. Like, there's literally no point for them to play a year or two in this, like, 
McDonald's All-American High School <laughs> League than yeah. to just go and play in the NBA. Like, they're not do- get- gaining anything from being in this. Like, yeah. it's just it's just a ridiculous segue. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. And what I think could happen is, oh, I think this could just be the start of, of, of a solution finally being worked out. Um, and I think LeVar Ball knows that. And that's why, and he's just, I would say I'll credit him. He's got the guts to actually stand up and, and propose this crazy idea. And I think a lot of people out there have been scared to do that. And by people, I mean the NBA. Yeah. Um, so I think if LeVar Ball gets this going, I do foresee maybe in like five years, the NBA just buys this league and, <laughs> yeah, and integrates maybe they just it get into, absorbed into the G league or something. Yeah. That's what I basically see happening is the NBA buys this league out and, integrates it with the g league and all of a sudden you have i mean something similar to what you see in european soccer where you have second division teams um where guys play second division professional level but they eventually get pulled into the higher level teams which is the division one um club system teams that are the ones that are on tv which is basically the nba here in the u.s yeah no i totally agree i think it's great that he's having this initiative. I think that's like mm-hmm. the best thing that's going to come out of this is that he's trying to make a solution for this problem that the NBA is not solving immediately. Yeah. And you know what? He's going to, he's probably going to make a good bit of money off of it. Uh, somehow. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. It does seem insane to me that if he does do this, this will be insane because the startup cost for something like this must be crazy high. Oh yeah. I mean, how is he, he's going to essentially have to just hire a bunch of coaches, play the, pay these coaches. Well, how's he going to figure out? No, nah, he's going to coach all of them. <laughs> <laughs> he's the best coach. He's going to coach both sides. Yeah. Oh man. That's crazy. But I'm actually really curious to see how this shapes out. Um, or if he, if he's even serious about it, I don't know. I mean, he seems to be like a guy who likes to talk, but he's I've, also been, he's also been very vocal about the one and done thing. Right. So. Well, yeah, I mean, he wanted Lonzo to be in the league last year. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But, I mean, I feel like his idea would have a little more credibility if his own sons were playing in it. But right. they're not going to be in it because they already signed that deal with, like, some Lithuanian <laughs> team. Some yeah. stupid European team. Like, there's no offense to the Lithuanian team, if you're listening <laughs> to this. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if you don't even have your own sons playing, like who's the spokesperson for this league? You know, who who's give who's driving the hype for this league besides LeVar Ball? Like the, there's no right. players there yet committed, you mm-hmm. know? So Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of it a lot of this is gonna hinge on the fact whether or not LeVar Ball can actually get people and I'm talking McDonald's, Adidas, some of these other people to help him out with this. Cause right. the the startup cost for something like this is gonna be insane yeah there's no like big baller brand there's no way it has positive cash assets yet <laughs> yeah like that's what i'm thinking yeah he he's either gonna have to borrow more money or yeah definitely team up with a big name sponsor yeah because it's gonna be difficult to convince a because his idea is sort of to recruit the top 80 players on in the country and these are guys that are gonna get division one which you mentioned earlier if division one full scholarship ride like the Adidas warm-ups, the Nike free shoes, and traveling around the country playing in the March Madness tournament. Like, that's what you're going to have to convince kids not to do. Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> live the college experience for a year. It's like, your grades don't matter. You can just go party all you want. 
Everybody mm-hmm. loves you. You're like the talk of the school. Like yeah, you just you yeah you're like super popular. Like that's really hard for a high schooler to turn down. <laughs> you know, just to play in a junior basketball league. Yeah, where like you're still gonna be like living with your parents or <laughs> like I don't know living in your own apartment maybe even I don't know like that doesn't sound as cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean for three thousand, I mean if you're playing in California. That's going to be really difficult. <laughs> yeah, if you're living in California, you're housing. definitely working at Chipotle at night. <laughs> yeah, 3000 is not going to cover any form of housing, let alone living expenses on top of that. Yeah, there's but, nowhere in California that would do that. Yeah. Anyways, so moving on from LeVar Ball, let's get back to the actual NBA. <laughs> yeah, so we're not that... F- we're coming closer and closer to the NBA tread deadline. We're about six weeks away now. Um, and there's three big superstar names that have been floating around. Uh, I'm not sure if any of these guys get shipped out, but if there's a chance, Sean, who are you thinking? And the guys that I got down is Paul George, Anthony Davis, and Mark Gasol. And so the Anthony Davis one is the most intriguing. Um, mm. It's definitely been the one that's been spoken about the most recently. Um, him talking about how he longs to play for a well-ran franchise, mm-hmm. uh, taking a stab at the Pelicans organization. Yeah, And I mean, uh, it's not, yeah, I mean, I kind of have to side with him in that I haven't really seen them do anything that would make me believe that they're trying to win a championship. Ooh, so you're, what about the DeMarcus Cousins? Well, I, I mean, you know how I feel about DeMarcus Cousins. That's true. He's, he's just not a winning, he's not a winning guy. Um, yeah. The Pelicans, I mean, they, they might be setting themselves up to become the next Sacramento Kings, especially <laughs> if they ship out Anthony Davis. He gets his yeah. wish. They become the Kings 2.0. <laughs> like, it's terrifying that they let that happen to themselves. They just let DeMarcus Cousins in and infect their franchise, and it it's too bad. But I will, I will defend. I'll stand up for DeMarcus Cousins here a little bit. The infection was started, I think, before DeMarcus Cousins got there. Okay. Do, t- know, do tell. I, I mean, we're talking... Amara Seek deal. That guy's <laughs> still getting paid. I'm, I'm, people forget, but this guy's still getting paid fifteen million a year. Yeah, that's pretty bad. You got Amara Seek. You got Drew Holiday. That's um, bad. That was this yeah. year, though. That was this year they did that. True. I mean, they just have a long history of just bad deals and horrible roster construction. I mean, just <laughs> to focus on this year alone, you got Rajon Rondo, Tony Allen. That you, those were your big free agency pickups. You pair them up with two bigs. I mean, floor spacing is a nightmare. Somehow <laughs> they've gotten it done. Um, with this guy Moore, he's stepped up. Yeah. He's gotten himself into the starting lineup. He's been the the lone shooter on that squad. But still, nonetheless, the Pelicans are back under five hundred. Um, I but. I still don't see Anthony Davis being the most likely guy to be get traded out just because he he just he's too big to me. He he's young. Yeah. He's still got three more years on that contract. Um, I think it's just hard to let go of a guy like that. If there's one dude that's gonna get shipped out, I think it's Marcus Lowell. Yeah, I mean, and we've been saying that a little bit throughout the weeks here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, shooting a career low. Uh, Mark Conley's out, so. This this team just keeps going down farther and farther down the drain. Um, yeah. He's he's in the twilight of his career, like towards the end of his prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't want to be playing for a team that's looking to get a lottery pick. Uh, he he's right. probably thirsty for a championship at this point in his career. Right, and I mean, going off your Sacramento Kings comment, the Memphis Grizzlies are headed on that path too. I mean, they're kind of 
they're kind of changed because they got the Chandler Parsons deal. Uh, they still have Mike Conley's money and they don't really have many assets or really young players to sort of be optimistic about here. Um, right. They've, they've kind of traded some draft picks and they've drafted wrong. Um, it just kind of sucks. They're just kind of stuck now where they have Marcus Law, who is getting older. And like you said, yeah, I don't think this is where he wants to be. He's got he's got a very he's got a strong personality. I mean, he even got Fizz fired because yeah, things man. just weren't working out there. And that man still doesn't have a job. No, I can't believe no one's picked him up yet. I pick yeah. him up. He can be my life coach. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you can. Can you afford the twenty million plus? I could give him some free running shoes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds intriguing. Give him a call. <laughs> yeah, I'll says. give him a call. I'll I'll hit him up. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Do you think so, Marcus Saul? Where where's are we still saying the Cavs are his best landing spot? Um, I I think so. I mean, so you got. I mean, even the Boston Celtics might be able to sneak in there and get it and offer no. enough for Marcus Saul. Man, um, I really hope it's not the Boston Celtics. I kind of personally hope it's the. Cavaliers, I think Marcus yeah. Law would be huge for them, um, especially going up against the Warriors. That down low presence, Tristan Thompson's just not the player that hasn't developed into the player the Cavs thought he was going to become. Right. Um. So I think ship him out, package him up with that Brooklyn pick, package him up with Demon Shumpert or Channing Frye or whoever, and and get Marcus Saul in a Cavs jersey. Yeah, that Brooklyn Nets pick keeps looking nicer uh, the longer the season's going. I know at the beginning of the season, I was like, oh, maybe the Nets pick isn't going to be a lottery yeah. pick even. Maybe they'll make the playoffs, but they, they're, they're definitely a lottery team. Uh, that pick's looking to be like within the 5 to 10 range. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty solid. That's a, that's a yeah. nice asset to have. Yeah, so just one more guy that we had on this list is Paul George. You think... You think there's no way he gets dealt this year? No. They're, they committed to him, and they've committed to Anthony. Even if it doesn't seem like the experiments worked out quite as well as they thought so far, you have to commit to these guys for a year. Um, yeah. You have to give them the chance to win, especially because you assume they're going to make the playoffs. You have to just see what they can do. Um, right. These are superstars. Uh, yeah. You're not going to get anything better for them. True. It kind of sucks that Paul George is the one being in the trade conversations because if Carmelo Anthony didn't have that trade clause in his contract, he'd most likely be the one being talked about I in know. trade rumors. He has so much leverage. It's insane. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So moving on there, talking about the New Orleans Pel- Pelicans, but I have him here as one of the trending down teams of this week. Lost six of the last 10 games below 500. Uh Rajon Rondo played pretty well for two games, and now he's <laughs> back to his old habits, turning the ball over, shooting, not shooting much. Uh, they have Anthony Davis, but they're losing some games. And surprisingly to me, the 76ers, 10th in the East, out of playoff position now, lost yeah. eight of their last 10. Yeah, I mean, the Pelicans one doesn't really surprise me very much. Uh, they're just going to be that 500, around 500 team mm-hmm. this year. Uh, the 76ers, I mean... You can attribute a lot of this to Embiid missing some time mm-hmm. over the last, but like eight of the last 10 is pretty bad. And they were yeah. looking comfortably in a playoff position uh, in the fifth seed. And now they're 10th in the East. Like Ben Simmons has not really stepped up when Embiid's gone out, which is what I would have expected him to do. 
Yeah. Um, his shooting just, it's not there yet. I, I think he's still too raw, um, a little too timid with his shot, with his shot selection. And um, I, I don't know. No, I mean, J.J. Redick, Robert Covington, these guys, mm-hmm. they're kind of just playing as well as they can. And yeah, when Embiid is out, no one's really filling in the void. Yeah, who would have thought that Embiid? I, yeah, because when I saw this team play, I always pictured, I felt like they were a deep team. I felt like they players played their roles really well. Everybody just were just solid players. But all of a sudden, Embiid's out, and these guys are looking like dudes that are just kind of just, you're not like dudes that are bench players, really, at best, or guys who have hit their ceiling. Seems like Embiid kind of just losing Embiid kind of just sucked the energy off that whole roster. Yeah, he he is the life of the team, and mm-hmm. I mean it really answers the question if there was any doubt like who means more to this team, Simmons or Embiid? It's definitely Embiid. Right. I feel if Ben Simmons was out for a few games, Embiid would definitely pick up his game uh, to make right. up for him being absent. Mm-hmm. Um, it just hasn't gone the other way around, and it shows like Embiid's an an MVP type of player. Yeah. Um. Like, if he's not playing for your team, there's no one that can replace him. I agree. But going to the opposite side, trending up, Oklahoma City. We'll give it to you. Yeah. They're they, trending they, up. They're, they're figuring it out. I mean, they squeaked out some narrow victories. Uh, mm-hmm. They beat the Nuggets by one point the other day and had to go to triple overtime <laughs> to take down Embiid and the Sixers. That was That was an amazing game. Were you able to catch any of that one? I wasn't able to catch it. I caught a little bit of the last minutes of overtime, but not most of it. I I was totally surprised that it went to that. I kind of thought the 76ers were just going to bounce right over the OKC, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it was an impressive game. I mean, all the starters played like 50 minutes around. <laughs> like I didn't know Embiid could do that. It was it was unbelievable. And then at the end, Westbrook's like telling him to go home. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was fun, man. It was a good game. Uh, it's really cool to see these big personalities go at each other and then, like, be jabbing at each other after the game, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it seems like Russell Westbrook's found his stride with this team. Uh, with OKC, I mean, looking more like the Russell Westbrook of last year. At the expense of Paul George and Anthony looking like role players. Yeah. Um, is what I've noticed from the last few games, so... Yeah, I mean, maybe that's just how this team wins, you know? Just everything goes yeah. through Russell, and whatever else you can get, that's good enough. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's working now. I definitely don't think that should be your perfect solution. I think you <laughs> still need to figure out some way to get these guys involved and make that ball move a little bit more seamless as opposed to just picking it up at the top of the key or in the right elbow and just going ISO. But, I mean, for now, they're in the seventh seed. They they answered the call. They were looking outside in, but now they're in. Um, now it's just a matter of maintaining it. Maybe they can pick up some momentum and climb a little bit higher up. But yeah. we'll see. Yeah. And, I mean, this I, this is what I saw coming. I'm like, I knew OKC was going to figure it out mm-hmm. to an extent at some point in the season. And, yeah, there was never really doubt that they would make the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, yeah, we'll see how high they can climb. Uh, if they can climb as far as the Toronto Raptors have in the East, mm-hmm. uh, with the second seed now winning nine out of the last ten, uh, moving ahead of the Cavaliers in that Eastern Conference. Yeah, those three teams have really just set themselves apart, and the Toronto Raptors have just not been getting any sort of um, 
attention over this. They've been playing really well over the last month. Uh, DeMar Rosen just killing it out there. Uh, Kyle Lowry just doing his thing. This team has just been consistent. And, I mean, they didn't start off bad. They kind of just started a little cool-headed. And now they have, they're finding their stride and they're climbing up the standings. Um, maybe this is the team that takes out the, the Celtics <laughs> from the number one seed. Yeah, maybe. You know, stops them in their tracks. Yeah, I before don't, they get to that fifty-five win threshold, <laughs> which they will. <laughs> um, we'll see. Yeah, they they they've had a little. They, they didn't have a great week this week, but eh. But yeah. the Raptors, I don't I don't know how they're able to sneak these wins past us. Um, they never <laughs> really were highlighted in any of our podcasts before. I didn't realize what, how good of a record they actually had, and yeah. I still don't understand how they have such a good record. I mean, this is like basically the same team of last year's having Serge Ibaka for a whole off season is just meshing that much better. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Um, I guess they have a lot of good young guys coming off the bench that are playing well that I've never heard of and <laughs> didn't even bother looking up the names for. Um, I guess this is just like a solid overall team, like everywhere you look. And that's really the only story here. Yeah. We'll, We'll see how the season progresses. It'll be interesting to see the playoffs, how those three seeds end up um, arranging because the rest of the East is kind of falling off. I mean, everybody's going up and down. I thought yeah. the Bucks had picked up some momentum, but there they go. They split six, six. They go six or four over the last 10 games. Same with the Pacers, same with the Wizards. Right. Um, so oh, I mean, every, you know why the Wizards haven't been playing that well. It's because John Wall's been hurt. You know right. that better than anybody. That's <laughs> true. He has been hurting my fantasy team. All these injuries, man. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do, man? Yeah. But speaking on injuries, our injury list, Joel Embiid, um, he's hurting. Dude, that back, his lower back injury, uh, it continues to plague him. I'm not sure if this is part of the injuries in his contract that make it so if he misses enough games for them, like he doesn't get paid. <laughs> no, uh, I don't think it is. It's, um, no, it's not nothing to deal with his back. It has to deal specifically with um, that right foot, I believe. Oh, yeah. Or the foot the, and the yeah. hand, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, his back. Yeah, he can miss as many games as he wants and still get all the money coming to him this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, second straight game missing with it. Uh, fourth game missing the last six. Um, but apparently it's likely that he plays Christmas Day against the Knicks. So that'll still be cool to watch. Hopefully he can get back for that one. Yeah. So we got Avery Bradley missing a week. Um, Gallinari still out, right? He has a tear. Oh now? man, yeah. So initially we're like, I don't know what the heck's wrong with this guy. Like, I tweeted at the Clippers. I was like, where's my dude Gallinari at? Like, I haven't heard anything about him. And then today we get a uh, reveal that he actually tore his left glute. Oh, And now God. he's out at least six weeks. I mean, what's Doc Rivers got them doing power, power squats <laughs> or something out there <laughs> during the season? It. He can't Man, handle it. What a sh- unfortunate. I feel bad for Gallinari. He's a talented player, but his career has just been constantly plagued with these injuries. Um, he's, he, it just seems like out of nowhere, they just pop out. He gained some momentum, then another injury and then another one. And he was looking good for this Clipper team. This whole Clipper team was looking good that first, yeah, for those the first, first few three games. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then he came back and he played like one game before he tears his glute. Oh yeah. my gosh, man. Like 
it's unbelievable. I do feel bad for him, but it's it's just so Clippers. It's so Clippers yeah. for him to do this. He's the perfect fit for our team. Uh, yeah, couldn't couldn't ask for more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, this is this become a throwaway season for the Clippers? I mean, yes, we're, they're looking at eleventh eleventh seed now. Blake Griffin's still two months out. <laughs> Gallinari yeah. out indefinitely. Patrick Beverly. Our our You're- lone bright spot is Milos, who who is back and he's fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched a little bit of the game before the podcast tonight, and he looks awesome. <laughs> like not just because he has like the crew cut and the and the beard going on, but yeah. like his passes are. He's starting to get some form going. And he's starting to throw these uh these full court passes. Uh, right before halftime, he just threw a bullet from out of bounds all the way from the baseline to Lou Williams at the other side of the court, and he dunked it in. Uh, nice. w- one second off the clock is unbelievable. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we saw a little, some glimpses of that over the preseason and those first few games before he went down. So that's awesome to see he's getting some momentum out there. And yeah. we didn't mention DeAndre Jordan, but is he, is he, oh, yeah. is he well gone from this Clipper team yeah, or are the he, Clippers team actually <laughs> shopping a guy like that? Yeah, he, he should have been included in our, uh, in our big stars to be traded. Mm-hmm. For sure, and there is a chance that he gets moved. Uh, unfortunately, just because this Clifford team is just in shambles, they we don't know what to do. And yeah. DeAndre is probably upset. He's like, I've dealt with this for my whole career, and I just I'm still in the middle of like my max contract with you guys, and mm-hmm. we're just not you're not showing me anything that this is showing promise, and it's not really the Clippers fault. They just get injured a lot, but yeah, just a uh, matter of circumstance. Yeah. It's, it's a really unfortunate circumstance where it's like, maybe we do trade Deandre to try to get more young talent. I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, I, I personally forward. do not want that on the yeah, record. No. <laughs> yeah. It seems to me like a tough sell because if you trade Deandre Jordan, you're signaling, are you signaling a hard reset button or are you just signaling that you're not going to be quite as good because you still got Blake Griffin coming on and he's still going to get you some wins. So you're not completely tanking. Yeah, kind of. I don't know, man. That's so tough to say. He's such a Mm -hmm. huge part of our game. Yeah. Like he averages what? 15 rebounds a game. Um, He's one of the most athletic big men in the league. Top three center in my, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. That, that is a, that is, close to a hard reset in my opinion yeah, true so well, i hope it doesn't happen I, I hope he just sticks around maybe next year can be that magical year where the clippers somehow are able to all play at least 75 games in a season mm-hmm. uh we'll, we'll see yeah um, but let's go to the best performances of the week right here we got to mention this guy mr kuzma 38 Kuz. seven rebounds four assists in the win against the rockets tonight Kuzma is the real deal, man. This guy can ball. He's he, so real. Yeah. There's no denying this. And the Lakers hit a bright spot here. Um, the young kid from Michigan, from <laughs> Utah. Uh, I'm so glad somehow we found him. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I you can't for that believe. Moskov trade. Yeah. Easily the steal of the draft. You could say Donovan Mitchell is also a good steal, but I still think Kuzma is the best pick of the entire draft. Uh, yeah, I mean, 38 points tonight, a career high, easily. 
and he didn't miss in the first half of this game. Um, it it was insane, he, and there was a lot of threes in that too. So it wasn't like he was just getting dunks and layups; like he was shooting, and he was shooting yeah. really well. And man, he's just he's just the poster child for showing that if you stay in college a few years and like become more more mature person, um, mm-hmm. and just refine your game and all the little idiosyncrasies and fundamentals, like this is what can happen. Like you can just right. come out a polished product that's just ready to play in the NBA right away. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Kuzma, Malcolm Brogdon, Damian Leonard, uh, Brandon Roy. If you go for that far yeah, back, Derek yeah, Fisher. I mean, <laughs> Derek Fisher, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think there is some truth to that. Like being in college and being coached well, being nurtured. I mean, you you're just a different person when you're 22 years old as opposed to 18 and 19. So right. for some people, it definitely helps them out. And I guess there are people definitely that are ready to take that step. But Kyle Kuzma, bright spot. Uh, James Harden on the other end, though, 51 points and nine assists against the Lakers. Yep. But, of course, it ended up in a loss. In the losing effort. I can't believe the Lakers were able to beat the Rockets with Harden scoring 51. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's it was unreal. a little surprising. But I mean, the Lakers... I mean, the Lakers just kind of gave up some close ones. I mean, you're thinking back to that Warriors game, um, even against the Utah, against a couple of other teams. They just have kind of fallen apart in the fourth quarter. And I think they came out on with a mission tonight. Or maybe there's just some leftover inspiration from the Kobe you know, jersey retirement ceremony. Yeah, they're probably a little upset that they didn't win that one for Kobe. So they went out mm-hmm. against the best team in the West and took them down. Yeah. Um, but exactly. yeah, Harden, I mean... You see how he steps up when Chris Paul goes out. He just takes over the team. Yeah. Uh, it just puts up a casual 51. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, hopefully Paul's not out too long for that team. But if he is, then Harden's going to be easily be able to carry them. And yeah. he'll probably be highlighted in another best performance of the week next week. Most likely. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got Carl Anthony Towns on this list uh, with a huge game. 30 points, 14 rebounds five assists and five blocks to go with no turnovers versus the wow. Kings last Thursday. That's a stat line. That is the stat line. The zero turnovers and the five blocks is impressive. Yeah, man. This guy's good. He's pretty good. Is it only his yep. second year in the league or is it this third year? It is th- his third year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Third year or- in the league or yeah. Well, either second know. or third year. <laughs> he's young, though. He's young. Yeah, he's super young. He's he's definitely, like, just barely able to drink. And <laughs> he is crushing it, and the Timberwolves are crushing it. And he's just yeah, bowling the crap out good. of Zach Randolph down there. <laughs> I know. Zach Randolph's <laughs> usually the bully, man. He yeah, bullied the bully. Yep. But, hey, we um, got to go to this one. I I found the most enjoyment finding this guy. Have Who is you, I don't this know guy? if you've ever heard of him. You probably never heard of him. We got, I kind of thought I thought this was like a nickname, but anyway, say the name. Well, Go we got it. Maximilian Maxi Kleber. <laughs> Do you even know which team this guy plays for? No, I was gonna guess the Spurs, <laughs> but he did it against, against the, Spurs, the Spurs. So obviously, yeah. No, this right. guy is starting for the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> This man puts up a very impressive stat line for someone I've never heard of before. <laughs> Goes 9 yeah. of 10, uh, 3 for 4 from 3-point with uh, 21 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 blocks against wow. the Spurs. That's a great stat line for someone that I didn't know was a person. 
<laughs> yeah, that's impressive because I mean, like, yeah, the Dallas aren't Dallas isn't a good team, but this guy's beating minutes from Dirk Nowitzki and um, Nolan's Noel. You know, <laughs> Man, for him he's to, not, the other guy doesn't even play. <laughs> yeah, so kudos to you, Max. Uh, but yeah, when I saw that you put this down, I, I that was my first reaction was like, who is this guy? It's <laughs> like Maximilian. Is that his? Like, yeah, nickname? that's his real name. Yeah, he he's from Germany. He's a German foreign player. Um, he's played in some European leagues for the last few years and just got signed by the Mavericks in the off season. Nice. And the, the, the fun fact here is that he has the exact same birthday as me. Oh yeah. He was wow. born same, same day, same month, same year as me. January 29th, wow. 1992. Does that mean it's only a matter of time before you go nine for 10, <laughs> three for four from three points? Well, I should have done it already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. Ha- I'm I'm gonna wish this guy a happy birthday when when it's my birthday too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go, moving on to Russell Westbrook. I see here you wrote the best worst performance of the week. Yes, Sean. yeah. So elaborate this is, on this. <laughs> so this the stat line on uh, uh, as a when you just look at it, uh, just gaze on it. It doesn't. Yeah. It looks pretty good. You're like, wow, 27 points, 18 rebounds, and 15 assists. Wow, that's pretty great. But <laughs> he did it in 52 minutes with six turnovers and 10 for 33 shooting. Yeah. 10 for 33. That's, that's, that's like 20. <laughs> that's Russell that's Westbrook. Like 27% shooting. <laughs> and it, it took triple overtime for him to get to these numbers. So. You look at it, yeah. and you're like, that was good, but it was also bad at the same time. Yeah, and it does make, when you look at the stat line like that, it does make you sort of question and sort of understand if there is a lot of frustration among players who play with Russell Westbrook, especially <laughs> a guy like, if you're Paul George or like a Carmelo Anthony, I mean, 33 shots, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's so many. That's a lot and of he shots. Only, he only made 10. Yeah. I yeah. mean, at some point, maybe, I mean, this is a stretch, but I wonder if, like, you take that 33 and you bring it down to, say, like, 22 and you distribute the rest of those shots out to Paul George and Carmelo. I wonder if this this game even goes to a triple overtime. Yeah, it probably doesn't. But then, like, you also look at it, you're like, okay, they won this game. And then Russell Westbrook's, can, he's shot a ton lately. And they've mm-hmm. won more than they've lost. And you're like, is this really how they win? Is just letting Russell Westbrook do whatever he wants and jack up all these shots and shove George and Anthony to the side as if they were just Victor Odalipos? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a bunch of pre Indiana Pacers, Victor Odalipos. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. And for like, just shove them aside like they're Andre Robersons. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like is, this, is that their winning formula? It seems like it is. Uh, it can't, it just it can't be a permanent one for sure. But I guess <laughs> at this moment it's got to work. It's got to that's that's what they have to go with. Yeah, just we'll, for we'll the sake to, of saving their season. We'll have to monitor that and see if that just continues for them. If they're like if their game plan truly is just letting Russell do what he wants, like he did last year. If that's yeah. what they if that's what they've fallen back on. Yep, we'll have to keep our eyes on that. But here's another couple guys who had. Who threw up number? Who try to put up numbers like Russell Westbrook? Who obviously <laughs> just came up, just don't have the talent. Just of a Russell little Westbrook. short. <laughs> yep. But yeah. So these are the worst performances of the week. 
Um, these ones aren't as bad as they have been in prior weeks. I'm sorry <laughs> to say. Um, not yeah. not as crazy, but still pretty terrible. We'll, we'll get it started off with uh, Boyan Bogdanovich on the Pacers. <laughs> um, he he had a pretty abysmal two for eleven shooting, uh, with four points, four rebounds, one assist, and three turnovers. This eh. is a starter we're talking about too. Yeah, yeah, he's a starter. He's been playing well uh, outside of that game. That that was pretty yeah. trash. Um, but it's not, it's nothing like a, not like a Stanley Johnson type of night. <laughs> yeah. It's not a, you know, it's become trend that we usually have streaky shooters on, on these worst performances. And cause this next guy, Courtney Lee is certainly falls into that category. Right. He one for eight, two points, two rebounds, two assists, three turnover turnovers in 24 minutes. Yeah. That's like absolutely no contribution at all. <laughs> right. But I mean, the Knicks surprisingly have stolen some games um, with the help of Courtney Lee when that shot is going in. But unfortunately, that night, nope, not so nope. much. And uh, that—that's just a typical night for a Magic's player, though. You know, <laughs> it's like that. That's just like if it happens, like the coach is like, "Well, you play for the Magic. That's just what's gonna happen sometimes." Well, actually, Courtney Lee plays for the Knicks. Oh, he does. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's about the same story, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, Christos well, Porzingis is always consistent, and if the role players play well, then they win. If they don't, then Christos Porzingis just has a good game, but they lose. Yeah, they're, they're never expected <laughs> to play well. Like, no, right. no one after the game was like, Courtney Lee, you really lost that game for us. Yeah. Like, man, like, you should be ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But here's a guy, though, that does carry a reputation for being able to perform well. That's Carmelo Anthony. Uh, two for six, uh, 4.6 rebounds, two assists, 31 minutes against the Nuggets. Dude, six shots for Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. Six shots? is That's got to be like a career low for him in a game. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see sort of like the rate of low low volume shooting that he's had this season compared to compared to the, his entire career. I mean, he's played it. He's yeah. It would be interesting to see how that compares to when he played with, um, Allen Iverson. See right. if it's worse than that. Yeah. But, oh man, they, they were still able to pull off this game because of Russell Westbrook, just jacking up a bunch of shots. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Carmelo and man, it's just, it's proving to me more and more that they shouldn't have traded for him. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not sure what's going on there. Unfortunately, they don't have the leverage to do anything with Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Obviously, he's got that nope. no trade clause. Yeah, he's stuck. Yeah. So I guess what you can try to do is maybe you sneak into Charlie Villanova's house <laughs> and you leave Carmelo Anthony in his bathroom and in exchange you take his toilet. <laughs> like what happened to him uh, oh, earlier yes. this week? Somebody broke into his house and guess what they stole? The, your typical items, TVs, jewelries, but alongside that, they also took his toilet for who knows what reason. Man, Only they would know. <laughs> like that's gotta be so difficult to do. I I don't yeah. even know like the tools you would need to take <laughs> a toilet. Oh man, yeah, Charlie Villanueva. It's too bad he doesn't play in the league. He'd be making enough money. <laughs> he could buy just as many toilets as he wants. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's sort of funny. These guys must—they must have been a multiple man operation, and they must have wa- walked in there with wrenches and hammers and all this sort of stuff. Like, yeah, how did they even? 
they must have like had to like figure out how to shut the water off i imagine to and, just take the toilet and they have to be smart enough to even like get into this former nba player's house which probably has very good security system installed right like these are these are no common thieves man these these guys are <laughs> masterminds yeah i i agree and i just i mean was the toilet seat made of gold <laughs> Did they did they do this because they knew this would blow up on social media? Possible, yeah, yeah. Uh, they might be heck just like laughing their butts off <laughs> somewhere out there in the world. <laughs> Unfortunately for them, since this went viral, I feel like anyone in that near Charlieville and Lueva's house that like sees a stray toilet somewhere, they're gonna <laughs> know exactly who stole this thing. <laughs> right or a family member shows up at their family like their brothers and sisters <laughs> I was like hey man why do you have this extra toilet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh wait <laughs> yeah were you no way no <laughs> it couldn't be it's like man you have all yeah. these other nice things too like <laughs> oh this this isn't adding up <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny anyways thanks everybody for tuning in um to the dwight chocolate mba podcast uh, don't forget to tune in week after week where we break down NBA headlines, news, the West perform- worst performances of the week, best performances of the week, um, and just offer our thoughts on what's going on in the league. Uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Sean, you got any closing statements? Uh, just, I just want to wish you guys a happy holidays, man. Right. Yeah. Have a good one out there, everybody.